Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to a fully loaded PHNX D-Back show. My name is Derek Montia, formerly known as the mayor of PHNX. It's still sad. I don't I don't have an identity without that title. Oh, but well, oh, we, we came to a, a revelation today. That's right. This morning, do you know who currently is the active mayor of PHNX? Right now, in this moment, at this time, uh, on what are we, January 12th or January, June 12th, 2023. <laughs> The Jesse active, Friedman. Yeah, oh, the man. active mayor of PHNX. Wait, actually? Jesse so, Friedman. Yeah. How did that happen? So, uh, Shane had uh, his wisdom teeth taken out this morning. Oh, and as okay. you may know, when a president undergoes like major medical things and are not sure. you know, completely there, like when presidents get colonoscopy. Correct. He stepped, um, while he's under surgery, he, they step away the from the title. The vice president becomes the active president. Yep. So, so Jesse Friedman. You are the active president. You're active oh, mayor of mayor. PHNX. Somehow. So I was the vice president all along. You were the vice, 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 you're mayor. vice mayor. What do you mean? Oh, well, I sort of assumed that when you lost your mayorship, I lost my vice mayorship. We protected but I, that. Yeah, I was never part of the Remember, it's like the way that Totri wanted fucking Burrito Express bi-weekly and he didn't know what bi-weekly meant. Now he has to wait <laughs> and get it once every two weeks. But welcome into the PHNX D-Back Shore. Like I said, I'm Derek Montia. This is Mr. Electric, Sean DePaz. And that is your mayor of PHNX, Jesse Friedman. Yeah, uh, so it's a good day. And it's a good day to be an Arizona Diamondbacks fan. Uh, they continue to lead the National League West, completing the three-game sweep of the Detroit Tigers and going undefeated on their five-game now road trip through uh, D.C. and Detroit. And, uh, you know, we were very impressed about what the Diamondbacks have done so far, uh, especially considering their schedule. We knew that they did a good job. We, we've talked about them doing a good job against opponents they should beat. This is different, though. This is a road trip. You know, you can kind of forgive losses on road trips, you understand, especially when you have a 8.35 a.m. start or whatever on a, on a Sunday for, for Diamondbacks fans here in Phoenix. But, uh, man, this team just does not quit, even when their ace, Zach Gallen, doesn't have his best outing or possibly one of his worst outings of the year. Uh, I don't know. I just say that because it's the Tigers. But uh, the team still is able to ha- have his back and, and somehow come back and answer back. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was not a good day for for Zach Gallen. And uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of shudder to think of what that day would have looked like if he hadn't been pitching against the Tigers. Uh, he might have okay. very well could have been knocked out of this game sooner uh, and, and given up even more damage than he did. But yeah, yesterday's game, the Sunday game was like, all right, the D-backs have had basically everything going for them for so long. Yeah. Like. At some point, you were due to lose with your ace on the mound against a bad team or just have one of those days, one of those things that just happens in this sport. 
And yet the Diamondbacks down five to two going to the eighth inning storm back and score five runs as they have done a number of times this season. And somehow we're talking uh, about a sweep in a series that I think everyone would still be pretty content if the D-backs had taken two out of three in that series and, and you know, gone four and one on the road trip. Uh, but the Diamondbacks right now seem content with with nothing other than basically winning every single game, which is somehow what they've been doing for a little <laughs> while now. Yeah. I mean, does, I, does Gallon's downward trajectory over his last few games concern you, or do you think that, the, I mean, this is just kind of what happens throughout the season? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not encouraging by any means, but I mean, he's if, if there was anyone that you want going through tough times, or if there's anyone you have the most trust to come to bounce back from tough times, it's it's Seth Gallon. Uh, like, so I'm not really, like, it's it's concerning in the sense that, like, you would rather him not be doing this. And it's if he keeps doing it, it'll get to a point where it's concerning. But I'm not like, I'm not worried that this is like the news at gallon yeah. or anything like yeah. that. Like, I just think this, they had a, they this had happens good. to expect him to be one of the best, the top three pitchers basically nonstop for two straight years is unrealistic. They they had a good game plan going against him. Zach gallon has been attacking the zone. We know that he doesn't really walk anyone. And of course that means looking for, you know, him to get ahead early. And that's what the tigers did. I do like the fact that even though he blew up there early in the game, he did continue to pitch and, and he settled in and he was able yeah. to be effective. He he just early on, they just they jumped on him. He had 17 whiffs in the game, which is actually really good. Um, that's that's a pretty good game for for Zach Gallon or for any pitcher, really. Um, but yeah, his stuff was clearly not the same. Uh, he averaged 92 with his four seam fastball. I went back and, and looked at his game log. I don't think Zach Allen's four-seamer has averaged that low in a regular season game since September of 2021. So it's been a while since we've seen Zach Allen's stuff down that much. Uh, granted, it's not like it was 89 or anything. I mean, it wasn't It wasn't alarming. It was 1.5 miles per hour lower than his season average. Uh, but yeah, clearly something wasn't right. Uh, you wonder if maybe it was partially due to the fact that for some reason we were playing baseball at 8.30 a.m. Arizona time yesterday. <laughs> what the hell? Um, I'm not even normally awake on a Sunday yeah. morning at I overslept. Jesse was awake. I overslept. I was I the one yeah. who overslept this time. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe that would mess with his rhythm to a, to a certain degree, kind of mess with his preparation a Possibly, little bit. Yeah. Um, he also has just not been good on the road, uh, even as he has been really good this season. Pretty much all of his clunkers have come on the road, and, and that trend continued yesterday. We don't talk enough about uh, – or, or we, we, we often let Zach Gallon off the hook when he has a bad outing, and we say, like, obviously this isn't Zach Gallon, and, and he does usually bounce back. Um, but a guy that we constantly kind of are looking out for to see if – you know, if this might be the end of his tenure in the starting rotation is Ryan Nelson. And Ryan Nelson was very, very good against the Tigers. And I mean, if you look at his outings this season, I mean, I know he's struggled at times, but Nelson has been a fairly competitive starter for this team. And he has given them more good outings, I'd say, than bad. I mean, he, he has his clunkers as well. And he's still a young pitcher adjusting to the major leagues. But I feel like Ryan Nelson is getting to the point where, much like Tommy Henry, I'm starting to ease out of that. When are we going to possibly see a change and thinking these guys might, you know, be the, the solid back end guys for this rotation? Yeah. I mean, especially because we know that they plan on being aggressive at the deadline. And if they get into the starter, yeah. then, then you'd have to assume that Nelson's probably the one that gets pushed out of that five man rotation. But like, it is nice knowing that, okay, if something happens and you need another starter to come in there, he's like doing okay enough where if he is your, your fifth, fifth and a half starter, like, it's not the worst situation to be in. Yeah. Um, so obviously I'm not at the point yet where I'm like, we don't need to trade for anybody at the deadline if they want to win a world series. Like I, I, I don't That's think fair. 
he's quite there yet. But I, like I said, I think it's it's nice to have him kind of to know that you have somebody who, if anything goes wrong with anybody or there's an injury or anything like that, it's not going to be like again, like I feel like I mentioned this last week. It's not going to be Madison Bumgarner where you're like, okay, that's probably a loss. Like he's going to yeah. give up five runs yeah. the first day. It right. feels like so long ago. I, that, the fact that it, it literally was this feels season, like three seasons yeah, ago. The fact that yeah. it was this season is ridiculous. I me. mean, my God, the Diamondbacks uh, have won 40 games now this season, and that's just crazy considering we were at a point where. Madison Bumgarner was costing them essentially uh, an opportunity to win a game every five days when his spot in the rotation would come up. Um, and now even when we look at what Ryan Nelson and Tommy Henry and, and even Brandon Fott did in his time when he was up, it's still much better than, you know, yeah. what we were dealing with with, <laughs> Just, with Mad Bum on the mound. It's not saying much. I, uh, I know, I know. But, I mean, but that, yeah, but it's got to give credit where like credit's due. Going into a game and thinking, okay, at least we have a chance and being like, okay. If this we is win, it's going to be an act of God. Yeah. There's a big difference between a 10 ERA and even like a 5 ERA, <laughs> yeah. right? There's a huge difference between those numbers. And yeah, I mean, we talked about it in, in our show on Friday that this start for Ryan Nelson was important. Yeah. Uh, you know, the D-backs, even if they do make a move at the trade deadline, as, as you mentioned earlier, uh, you know, there's some time between now and then. Like yeah. we still have a month plus to go before the D-backs could really get serious about a trade like that, most likely. Uh, and in the meantime, even if Ryan Nelson isn't a long-term answer in the rotation this year, you still want to see him go out and succeed and give you a chance to win these games. Uh, it would have been nice if he'd been able to finish uh, that sixth inning. He sort of sort of ran out of steam at, at the end. But five and two-thirds, four hits, no runs, two walks, four strikeouts. I mean, you'll you'll take that from your number five starter any day. Can I give you guys just a fact that I know you know? but I just really want it to resonate with you about how far this team has come in such a short amount of time. They won 52 games in 2021. <laughs> that is 12 games away from where they are currently That's at on Monday, crazy. June 12. With, with the way they've been playing, that could, I mean, that could, could catch that in two weeks. <laughs> they could easily catch the win total from 2021 in, in no time. They would have to go uh, 12 and 85 the rest of the way Shut to up. have the same. What are you doing? Do? Do? Why did you pull that stat? I'm not taking that. That's the other direction. That's the other direction I wanted for, to go. For that to be a curse. Oh, man. But this or was, uh, we talked about, uh, whenever we do these wrap-up or recap kind of episodes talking about a series, we say that the series looked much closer uh, than than it actually was or whatever, but in this case, I don't know. The Diamondbacks kind of took this series, I, I think, handedly, even with that last game being a comeback win that was fairly close. But let's take a look at the numbers from this series because you'll see here, uh, Diamondbacks just just kind of killed it in this one, right? I mean, starting pitching ERA significantly lower than the Tigers, relief pitching ERA. Come on, the bullpen, give it up, ladies and gentlemen, the bullpen, two point eight three ERA, uh, and they finally are hitting with runners in scoring position. I, I just this this was, you know, we, we've talked about them having complete games. This was a complete series where not only did they win games in the series uh, by, by a wide margin, but that Sunday game was just unforgettable because yeah. that's the type of thing that makes the players, not so much us as fans, maybe it changes us as fans, but it makes the players believe they can win any game no matter how much they're down by. 
Yeah, and the bullpen played such an enormous role in that game too. I mean, Scott after McGuff, baby. Scott McGuff continues, to, continues, <laughs> Put on continues. The oh my god, <laughs> continues to be uh, just incredible at the back end of this bullpen for for the D backs, and and the bullpen was incredible this entire road trip. Really, yeah. I mean, five games, the D backs bullpen. Uh, did not allow a run in any of those games except for one, and that was the game that they won eleven to six. So they had some they had some leeway in that game. Yeah. Outside of that, this bullpen has been uh, completely lights out since what happened in that series finale against Atlanta, and and it's really changing a narrative here for this for this franchise. I mean, the bullpen has been such an issue for this team over the last few years, and uh, this season it it really has changed. I mean, I I know the D backs have more upgrades that they can make at the trade deadline, sure, but it's already pretty decent. Yeah, like yeah. at this point, a lot of the guys who really struggled in the bullpen this season are not on this roster anymore, right? There's really no one on the current roster that I think, you know, comes in the game and you just feel terrible about, you know, what's going to happen with with so-and-so on the mound. Even, you know, Jose Ruiz is maybe the the guy sort of at, at the tail end of, of this bullpen depth chart right now. And even he has a sub-4 ERA yeah. since coming over from the White Sox. And there's 2022 Arizona Diamondbacks All-Star. Joe Mantiply is not here yet. So, like, yeah, that's there, right. there, there's, there's, there's true. reinforcements coming, too. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, the big thing, I feel like there's this just kind of this thread amongst the, the team in general and, like, individuals where it's, like, as soon as you start questioning them, they kind of just show up. Like, the big thing, that, like, the big criticism that we've had of them recently, I guess, is them running, scoring with running on scoring position. And they did that. And then even, like, on an individual level, you start, you ask questions about, like, Paven Smith or or Nick Ahmed, and then they both hit home runs in the series, and it's like <laughs> yeah. What? Every time the Every Diamondbacks time. fans are about to throw in yeah. the towel on Paven Smith, he hits <laughs> he like a it. big go ahead. Home yeah, run. and like it's so the team just doesn't like any time you level a criticism against them, it seems like they answer it, um, which is obviously like incredibly encouraging if you're a fan of the team. But um, yeah, like they the 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 running and score the runners in scoring position is super encouraging too. We I get that it's a bad team, but the point I was trying to hammer home last week when we were talking about this series is like good teams are supposed to do this against bad teams. Yeah. This is all you can ask for. Yeah. You need yeah. them to dominate a bad team and that's more or less what they did. Yeah, and that's again, we, we talk about taking care of business. We also talk about being satisfied at times with the fact that they're winning series against uh, teams that they should be, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you do have our favorite troll. Our favorite Dodgers troll has arrived. That's Mo Schubert uh, in the comments. says, law of averages will eventually catch up to, catch up to the D-backs <laughs> and they'll come back to, down to earth. We thought that too, but that's not what's happening this season. Um, by the way, Mo Schubert has offered me a very tantalizing uh, bet, if you will, gentlemen. Uh, he has offered me uh, this, that if the Diamondbacks should win the NL West, oh. he will purchase a diehard subscription for one lucky person Ooh. that we choose on the show. Wow. But okay. should the Dodgers right. win the National League West, he is requiring that I dress in Dodgers gear for a full week, I believe. Was a full Whoa. week. Okay. Full oh week. That, 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 you didn't real, you didn't tell us that you were you were putting like our reputation. At yeah, no, well. I know. Here's the thing is, I don't even know where I would get that kind of apparel. I don't. He was the only Dodgers fan that I would even uh, befriend. So and he's moved away. I so I don't know where I'm going like to get that stuff. Five 
foot, that's a Dodgers yeah, fan. That's not going to happen. Try. That's <laughs> not going to happen. But we're going to consider that bet, Mo. So you're a, you're a negotiation you powers, Derek. Yeah, they're not great. Not not I, shit. Not Come on, I'm getting someone a year's worth of diehard membership. I feel like that's worth it. Yeah, but fair, fair. Uh, let's talk about Scott McGuff because, God damn it, he's been so good. And we've talked, we've bashed that man, and he has turned it around. He is an international sex symbol, whether he agrees with me or not. <laughs> nope, uh, and nope, when he nope, comes nope, into nope. the game, you blow out the candles, you turn out the lights, and you get into bed. Because Scott McGuff is putting things to rest. The man in the last 18 innings pitched has given up one earned run. He has a ba- opponent batting average of 102. Uh, he's given up seven walks and six hits total in that time frame, 23 strikeouts. Uh, and he has absolutely emerged as the guy that should be their late inning high leverage guy, a.k.a. Yeah. their closer. Yeah. Uh, it's funny I mentioned Joe Mantiply because this feels very much like a uh, – like, Oh, this would have been the like any other year. This is the D-backs All Star. Like, like they oh they don't really have like that team kind of sucks. You're just gonna give <laughs> throw in like a, a bat or like a, a decent uh, bullpen guy at the end of it. Which so it's yeah. very, it's very nice to to be uh, in a different situation where we're we're upset about someone not being a starter because we're getting <laughs> robbed. Um, but yeah, I mean to have a guy like that, especially when there were like there were questions at moments early on in the season, like. Is very encouraging, and yeah, I think it's a very, good, very bad outings. Like, just honestly, very bad outings where he wasn't effective at all and immediately cost the Diamondbacks games. But uh, I feel like those stand out more again, like just like yeah. the bullpen in general. The, the the losses, the times they blew it, stands out more than all of the times so far that they've helped this team win games. And and they've done that. They, the yeah. bullpen is just a different bullpen than last year. And even though I use that same damn meme, uh, I still feel like they deserve credit when they're you know when they are locking things down and they were very good in this series, but we've mm-hmm. talked a lot about Ryan Nelson's fastball and how it has all this life on it. Um, I was doing some, some nerdy research yesterday as I like to do. That's how I spend my weekend. <laughs> um, the only Diamondbacks pitcher with more carry on his four seam fastball is Scott McGuff. There you go. I was actually, <laughs> I was very surprised by that. Ryan wow. Nelson is number two. And Scott McGuff is number one. He has a lot of vertical ride on his fastball. Well, there's one person we know that there's nothing wrong with any part of his game. And that, of course, is our king snake for this season. Uh, he for this is, season. For this season. Wow. At for this, this point. series. I mean, honestly, that's not he that is crazy. The king snake <laughs> so far. Prove me wrong. Uh, he's your potential MVP, and he's pretty much locked up the Roy. We're giving him the National League Rookie of the Year already. It's Corbin Carroll, king snake. Uh, 429 average with those two home runs in the same game. This is even with an 0 and 4 game factored in here. Yeah. You know, so like, my God, this man has been good lately. And uh, uh, he gave a great interview during the Peacock uh, <laughs> uh, game where he was wearing the victory vest. And uh, yeah, it was too big for him. And he said he was going to take it off in about 30 seconds. But <laughs> I don't believe that for a minute. I think he wore that the rest of the afternoon, if you ask me. On the, on the flight home. Yeah, on the flight home. Yeah, definitely. You should, that absolutely <laughs> is a must. That absolutely is a must. WWE used to make their champions carry the belts and stuff through the airport. Uh, the D-back should absolutely make whoever the last person that wins the victory vest. Uh, they should have to wear that home but that was an incredible series for Corbin Carroll I mean Friday right first career grand slam first career multi-homer game we won't talk about Saturday uh but Sunday they didn't need him yeah they didn't need him they did not need him on Saturday uh Sunday Corbin Carroll in 19 out of 30 major league ballparks would have hit for the cycle uh he single doubled and tripled in that game and he also hit a fly ball deep to center field that did not get out of Comerica Park also would not have gotten out of Chase Field, field because correct, it's impossible to hit. Field it's field. impossible <laughs> to hit a home run to center field at Chase Field. 
Um, but yeah, in 19 out of 30 ballparks, that would have left the yard and it would have given Corbin Carroll his first career cycle as well. Wow. My God. Could you imagine if that happened? I just, you would have lost would have your mind, Derek. You Dude, would have oh, absolutely I, I would, lost I, your mind. I, I lost but, my mind enough watching the game at home. By the way, annoyed my wife with watching game day. So it's not just you guys. Yeah, she also because that's, what, that's how normal people would react to that. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it now. Uh, somehow, though, inexplicably, Corbin Carroll is fifth in all-star votes for National League outfielders uh, per MLB's first ballot update. Let's take a look at that. But as you see here... There's another player from the Arizona Diamondbacks up there in third place. I love how that's how we're framing this, being like, <laughs> gosh darn it, Corbin Carroll's being robbed. Meanwhile, we have potentially <laughs> an all-star starter. Uh, <laughs> Lourdes Gurriel Jr. is third and appears to be far more likely to start the game right now than oh, Corbin Carroll, just based Canada. on that difference in voting. And we have Our to thank the wonderful Toronto Blue Jays fans <laughs> for their participation <laughs> in the all-star voting. We love you. We appreciate your love of baseball. And more importantly, we appreciate your love of your players long after <laughs> they've left your organization. It's unlike okay. any team we've ever Where's seen. Where's Gabby in the voting, though? Uh, Gabby is He's seventh, I believe. Yeah, in the he should be much yeah, but they didn't have as much time to fall in love with him yeah, as yeah. they did. We need to work together on that Blue Jays fans. But for the most part, Lewis Gurriel Jr has a fairly commanding lead here i mean yeah that's kind of impressive over juan soto and fernando tatis jr i mean there's just a lot of padres fans out there now those guys are really popular and i mean again lures Gurriel jr actually getting the credit he deserves what him and i have done this season together <laughs> as a team yeah i think the funniest thing about like d-back like how the d-backs get treated in the national media is like i feel like ultimately if you're good you're gonna get your respect but then I know you were looking at like the that Christian Walker thing like earlier. Like once you're in the margins, like then you're gonna start getting completely disrespected. They're not gonna pay you any attention. Yeah, yeah Christian true. Walker um, is absolutely being disrespected yeah. right now. And he like, is not even in the top ten. Yeah, Hate which it. is pretty. Um, Jake Cronenworth has more votes at first base <laughs> the than Crone Christian zone, Walker. Baby. Uh, but like at the end of the day, and uh, granted, like Canada probably does play a role with it. But like it's hard to argue that Lourdes doesn't at least deserve to be in that top five, if not a starter, especially over guys yeah. like uh, like. Juan Soto and, and Fernando Tatis. Um, he's having a really good damn season. You know who deserves to be in there? That isn't getting the love they deserve. Jerry P. Pavin your Smith. risk king. Uh, Geraldo Perdomo. Jesse, uh, how, how is this possible? Yeah, I mean, Geraldo Perdomo has a 396 on base percentage, which is insane. Like yeah, a shortstop who plays good defense, who gets on base almost 40% of the time. It's got, that's money ball written all over it. First, I, first, first among NL shortstops in OPS at 869. First. <laughs> he technically is not a so-called qualified hitter at this Ooh. point. He still is a little bit short. Uh, as long as the Diamondbacks continue to use him in this platoon role with Nick Ahmed, it's going to be hard for him to, to catch up on those plate appearances. So that might be part of it. People are looking at the number of at-bats that he has and noticing it is lower than some of the other shortstops. Uh, but he should absolutely be higher than than eighth. And isn't, uh, isn't he behind a shortstop that only has like 100 at-bats? Or, or no, is that yeah, yeah, well, Matt McClain has more votes yes. uh, than Geraldo Perdomo. And Matt McClain has about 100 and. 20 plate appearances i think at this point and they have been incredible but 120 plate appearances is like 30 games when you're talking about former like half. Diamondback, Matt McClain, yeah right? former diamondbacks <laughs> legend former diamondbacks <laughs> draft pick never actually signed with the team uh matt McLean has had a good start to his career but yeah geraldo perdomo is absolutely being uh disrespected in in the voting at this point 
Um, I, I don't necessarily think that like, oh, Perdomo has to start. Uh, I think there is some legitimacy to to the case against him and that he doesn't have as many at-bats. He doesn't lead in war. He's third in war yeah. uh, among shortstops in, in the NL. But he has a really strong case uh, to be a reserve. And at least with how the fans are seeing it right yeah. now, he would not at all uh, be, in, be in that situation. Christian Walker, once again, lead, leads all first basemen in uh, outs above average. Right and defense. I haven't checked, but yes. Defensive I mean, I don't even really have to. <laughs> <Yeah>. Defensive run <laughs> saved, outs above average. Like, uh, you know, again, hopefully he gets that that nod when we get past the vote select or the fan selection. Obviously, not a lot of fans outside of Arizona know him, but they should, and they should know our song we sing about him, the Walker 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 song. Uh, we'll he is get first. We'll get a video out there. Is he a he first? He has six. Yeah, Nathaniel Lowe has five. Yeah, he's, he's people he, three. Christian Walker or just continues to be incredible. Cattell Marte is eighth in All Star voting right now at second base, uh, fifth among all NL second basemen uh, with an eight twelve OPS. So maybe right around where he should be. Like that's not that that surprising yeah. it doesn't feel like he's being snubbed it's not that egregious he's yeah. i think he's ninth in war actually among nl second baseman uh, a lot of that is just he, he's kind of a negative defensively which is certainly yes. working against him yeah. there yeah. um but yeah i mean it probably you feel like in general in when it comes to the all-star game people favor offense a little bit more than, sure. than defense you, sure. we're not you know you're not necessarily just looking at who has the most war and and putting that player in there sure uh, like i think i think both dansby swanson and and Xander Bogarts are uh, very high in in war among NL shortstops, and yet they also their offensive numbers are just not that good. Uh, and, and generally, that sort of thing isn't really rewarded in uh, in All Star Game voting. So we'll we'll see how it we'll see how it turns out. It is it is just kind of a weird year in general, though, for All Star Game voting. There's not really uh, clear cut candidates at a few different spots. Yeah, Third base is also really weird this yeah. year with Manny Machado, Nolan Arenado not being nearly as good as they usually are. Austin Riley hasn't even been as good as usual. But we I'm sure need those to guys start. will still be hey, voted. We need to start the Emmanuel Rivera right yeah, in Emmanuel, campaign. There you Emmanuel go. Deserves he deserves it. It's the only way it's going to happen. As said earlier, <laughs> look at that man and tell me that's not what an all-star looks like. He absolutely it's, is. It's, it's an all-star beard, that's for sure. If you hit 380, are you not an all-star? You absolutely I, I'm are I'm sitting here and I can't, I can't wrap my head around can't a different... Can't fathom. Can't fathom it. It's no. the disrespect. The unmitigated gall of the fans. He's down to 356 at this point. So it's, maybe maybe that's what it is. It, okay. Once down he gets to up to 395, yeah. then the voters will... Uh, I no, I mean all of you. Rivera, in, in fairness, Rivera does have 110 plate appearances. So he's even lower than Matt McClain. Yep. He doesn't, frankly, have enough plate appearances to really draw But if Matt McClain's getting votes, then yeah. why can't Emmanuel that's Rivera? Right. That's true. That's right. It's true. Uh, Zach Gallon, Merrill Kelly cannot be voted in, but both have decent chances of making it in. And the D-back should be well represented in the All-Star game. I wanted to ask you guys, before we move on to the mailbag, how many All-Stars satisfies you with the way this team is playing? Mm. How many guys from the team, Not, not. we don't need names, we don't need specific, but number, how many guys would make you ten. at least feel like they were <laughs> represented ten, well? David, <laughs> we, need a, ten. we need a, what was it, like 2014, or probably too early on that, but the, 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 the Royals? Royals? Yes. The 2015, uh, I believe. No, no, I like, <laughs> uh, five, five or six. Like, cause wow. like, well, because like, like, I'm trying to think, like, I do think at this point, Zach Gowan and, and Merrill Kelly deserve to be all-stars. Sure. I think that jo- Josh, or Josh Rojas, no. Um, <laughs> I think that that Lourdes Gurriel and and Corbin Carroll deserve to be all stars. Sure. I mean, we start and then you start thinking about does a guy like Scott McGuff find a way in there? Does does uh, Christian Walker start in the, the respect he deserves? Like I feel like Perdomo. And after, Perdomo. Like after you get some like injuries and maybe some like people where it's not the fans choosing that these guys were all stars. 
I think you get I think you end up getting one or two more in there. So I think around that five area. Generally speaking, the teams that have the most have six. Uh, we saw a few teams last year with six. And uh, the Diamondbacks are tied for the best record in the National League. So it's hard to argue that they shouldn't have as many All-Stars as any team in, in the yeah. National League. Um, I don't know if I, I don't know if I would necessarily say six, but yeah, I mean, I think based on how how this generally goes in the past, I think four or five is is a reasonable. pretty reasonable number. Whether they get four or five, I'm more leaning towards maybe three, maybe four is three, sort of where things three, maybe seem to be trending. Yeah, but three is where I'm at. I think three as my minimum. So who gets left yeah. out in that situation? Well, I could see Merrill Kelly getting left out. Fair. I could see Perdomo, Perdomo getting left Probably. out. I could see it being. Well, Perdomo Lourdes. wasn't factored into my four. I could see it being guaranteed. Uh, Carol and Gurriel seem pretty Gurriel, clear. And then Zach Gallon. Especially because it's in Seattle, man. Like the, oh I feel like God. they're gonna figure out a Corbin way to get Carroll. to get if Corbin, Corbin Carroll <laughs> isn't in the All Star game. I don't know what we're doing. Let's uh, talk about think, it. I, I'm, I'm satisfied. I, I'm not worried about that though. I feel yeah. like even if Corbin Carroll misses the fan vote, I feel like he'll still yeah, that's what make saying. it as a reason. Yeah, he yeah, at the very will. much like he seems like a prime candidate to win that like last man in vote that they do, where it's like they have like the five people to. Like, don't they always do that? The last man in vote or whatever. Yeah, like yeah, there is another. Like yeah. yeah, this is like the first stage. And then there's another phase to this that the fans participate. Everybody in, as well. in the chat says four to five. It looks like I think so. that's yeah, pretty that feels fair. Like I it's said, fair. I feel like there's four it's people fair. that I feel definitely deserve it. And then do you think one or two that are fringe? Do you think that uh, is Lourdes allowed to concede his starting spot to Corbin no, Carroll? Absolutely not. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but it's so awkward. It's like, a it's contract on, year for him. He ain't conceding. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. <laughs> I wouldn't it's, concede anything. It's kind of hilarious, though. Like if you have two players at the same position, uh, you know, I, I think it's pretty clear that Corbin Carroll, in pretty much every respect at this point, Lourdes is absolutely yeah. deserving of being an all-star, <laughs> but there's just no, there is zero argument to be made that Lourdes deserves to star yeah. over Corbin Carroll. Yeah. There's yeah. zero argument at this yeah. point. That's, even out of the emotional aspect, because it's in <laughs> Seattle. Like, yeah. He's got to be There's so there. many reasons. He's got to be there. We'll see what happens. Put him in the home run derby. Um, you, can, uh, you can bet on Corbin Carroll, by the way, right now on the BetMGM app to win Rookie of the Year, uh, and you can also bet on him uh, to win MVP. You can also get down on the BetMGM swing for the fences promotion. Uh, you can get this offer in three easy steps. Log into your sportsbook app on iOS or Android. Play the BetMGM MLB free-to-play game from May 27th uh, through September 27th, 2023. Be a batter and pick an area of the strike zone. Depending on the area of the strike zone you pick, you will get single, double, triple, or home run or pop out and receive the prize associated with that type of hit. You can play once a day. Um, prizing must be used on MLB and expires in 24 hours. So there's a fun way for you to get down on the bet MGM app and swing for the fences. If you love baseball that much, you know, you're already on there, uh, betting on Corbin Carroll to win the MVP. So just sw swing for the fences while you're there. If you haven't signed up for the bet MGM app yet, use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our Arizona audience, you will get up to hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly on your first wager with bet MGM. Again, just make sure you use bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA. 1-800-522-4700. Kansas, Nevada. 1-800-327-5050. Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF. Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Michigan.
we thank you guys for being here right now in the in the uh, PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Of course, if you haven't signed up for notifications or subscribe, please do so now. That way you don't miss whenever, whenever any of our wonderful shows go live. If you're listening right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, we thank you for being here as a listener. Uh, please subscribe if you haven't done so on your app uh, and leave us a review. We always appreciate that feedback. Most importantly, join us for PHNX uh, diehard membership over here at gophnx.com. Uh, become part of the family. Not only will you get a free piece of merchandise from the phnxlocker.com, but you will get a free $50 voucher from our friends at Mountain Mike's uh, simply for signing up. So right there, it pays for itself. You get a ranch card from uh, Dobson Ranch Golf Court Club uh, and so much more. You get access to our members-only Discord lounge, 20% uh, off all future purchases on the phnxlocker.com. You get uh, Jesse's newsletter, full count. All sorts of stuff. So if you haven't signed up yet, join us. Become part of the family today. Uh, and we love you for it. We appreciate you guys being here. And we, those of you that are already diehard members, thank you guys uh, for doing so. Well, you know what it is. Uh, this is this is this guy's first Monday. Sean doesn't know. Show. He you doesn't have to know tell him. Okay. So <laughs> around here on the podcast, because, you know, of course, uh, you, you, you might not have experienced this yet. Uh, every week is Shark Week. Mm. Uh, every day is Earth Day because okay. we recycle. Yes, of course. Uh, and every Monday, you, me, uh, Mega Rand, Jesse, uh, Damon Dog, we go to the mailbag. Okay. Damon, you, would you mind? It's Mailbag Monday. Let's go. What do we got? First question comes from Elizabeth. And Elizabeth wants to know, how are you today? <laughs> that's the nicest mailbag monday wow. question we've ever got i'm good boys how you doing i'm doing all right my how? nose is kind of runny today yeah. which sucks but otherwise you know i got a good i went to bed at like 9 30 last night Ooh, that's good, good. Night's wow. sleep. woke uh, up early fresh sex feeling good. is great but have you ever tried getting a full <laughs> night's sleep, full night's oh sleep? It's, it's beautiful wow. so i'm you know I'm, I'm doing all right yeah what about you jesse three and a half game lead the over the dodgers in the national league west how you feeling actually the oakland athletics are the best uh, you know baseball. I'm, I'm yes, the, the Oakland Athletics, right, right Recognize. up there with the Arizona This is an Diamond Oakland Bats. Athletics podcast. Get out of here. Get out. Get That's out. my team. <laughs> I'm doing well. I didn't go to bed last night at 930. Uh, no. And I have no regrets because going to bed at 930 is entirely too early. And oh. how old are you anyway? Jesse. Oh, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> Jesse Friedman. How old are you anyways? The oldest soul I have ever met. Oh, it's boy. honestly hilarious because yeah. I think I think you and I are actually like almost identical in age. When's your birthday? So, what day or like what day? Uh, October. OK, October I am 12th. slightly older than you. My birthday's in July. Okay. Yep. That means that he gets to tell you what to do around here. That's the way that <laughs> yeah. works. There yeah. We go. All right. What yeah, else? Who's we got, the David? old soul now? Yeah, fair, <laughs> fair enough. We are great, Elizabeth, to answer your question. Very good. We're great. What else we got? Uh, Albert asks, am I obligated to put all D-backs on my all-star game ballot? Mm. Albert, no, you are absolutely not. If you are a baseball aficionado, you can feel free. I think I think it's dumb to blindly put all of your team's players uh, on the ballot. I think that you should vote fairly. I think people deserve credit. We have Pavin Smith bashing going on in the background right as we're discussing this. But yeah, no, I don't know. I don't. What are, you, what are your guys' thoughts on that? No, Do you just you think that you should have allegiance? You you say all no, the No, uh, I mean, I say that half in jest. Um, uh, I mean, it should be all outfielders and Gabby Moreno and yeah, Robert like, Perdomo. There's I, just, mean, like, there's I was looking through it and it. I was just like, okay, they're honestly like, the D-backs have a decent case at almost every position. Uh, Amanda Rivera's not on the ballot. Josh Rojas obviously does not deserve to be a, uh, an all-star. 
Um, Cattell does not at this point deserve to be an all-star, but the third outfielder uh, probably doesn't. Yeah, deserve Pavin to be an does not deserve to be an all-star. No, he's listed as DH in it. Doesn't not deserve he? to be an outfielder. Uh, yeah. Or, well, yeah. Um, so like realistically, no. But uh, there's, I mean, this year there's a lot of there's a case to be made in a lot of the positions that it should be a D-back. Uh, but no, like I, uh, you know. Yeah, you probably should. Because, like, you we're sitting here complaining about, like, we're not really complaining about it, but, like, saying guys don't get their credit, like, the, right? The, the, the yeah. Padres are just there because their fans are voting them, and they don't deserve to be there over Corbin. Sure. Or, so, like, sure. not only one of them was, but, like, yeah. And so, yeah, there's our, a lot of National League outfielders that deserve to be there over those guys yeah. that are voted in. We can't right sit here or, and be like, people should vote for our guys because they just deserve it, and then be like, but you have to vote for D-backs even if they don't deserve it. The world would be such a better place if people would stop just mindlessly voting for all of their own players. <laughs> yes, <you're right. laughs> um, that's all I really have to say on this. Like, yeah. yeah, the reason that we have problems in the all-star ballot year after year is because fans don't do that. Fans just look at the ballot and they, you know, they, well, I guess in the, in the old days, you would like, days, yeah, you would like, punch it out. like punch it out and everything. <laughs> people used to punch out the name uh, of, every single player that played for their team regardless of whether they actually deserved it or not and people continue to do that to this day on the interwebs and it is a big problem um because yeah i mean that's the reason that's the reason why major league baseball just cannot allow fans to control all of the all-star rosters they they can allow it they can let the fans have their fun with the starters (laughs) and for the most part fans will do a good enough job uh with the starters but beyond that, it would just be, I mean, it would be such a mess every year if you if you didn't have, you know, players and coaches do yeah. the rest Like what of the he roster. was referencing, the year it was the National League versus the Royals, yeah. right? Like that was, and yeah, again, that was so a year where a lot, yeah. of, a lot of them did deserve it. Like there was, a, or at they least did. could make a case for it. They but did. yeah, then Omar and Fonte did yeah. not deserve exactly. it. <laughs> exactly. They didn't get cases where they definitely did. And like, I'm not like, I don't, I'm not here to judge fans for voting for their team because do whatever you are you, a fan. Do what it makes yeah. you happy. And they gave you that power. So, like, yeah. whatever. Who are we uh, to like tell go you what to do it, with the power? Ultimately, like, yeah, I, on, like, a large scale, that is the problem with fans voting for All-Star. Yeah, yeah. Vote for guys you think deserve it. Right it's now, okay. not, and I'm not going to say necessarily that he doesn't deserve it, but Adley Rushman is, the, is like, 100,000 votes ahead of second place in the entire American League. Right. And it's like. Okay, that's uh, that's oh, that's uh, is that fair? Probably not, but it's a bit much. But he's a very Adley good baseball player. Is really, he is very, very good. good. I'm not saying he doesn't necessarily yeah. deserve to be leading, but the fact that like that that's clearly a fan thing when a Baltimore Oriole is being sure is outvoting people by a hundred people, a hundred thousand votes. Absolutely. All right. Well, else we got Damon. Next question comes from Rick I beer the beer guy. Rick asks, with Kelly and Lewis coming back, who's most likely to get sent down? Mm. And I hate this question. But he's right. With Kelly and Lewis coming back, who is? Well, I feel like I think the obvious Herrera, answer is Herrera. Right? Herrera yeah. is. Can I can I butt in here? Please. Uh, because the Diamondbacks three minutes ago just announced a series of roster moves that oh. involve these exact players. Oh my God, uh, it's happening! So, so we don't need to speculate. We don't really need to speculate. Jesse, breaking so, news! Hit us with it. The Diamondbacks uh, reinstated Carson Kelly from the sixty-day injured list and optioned Jose just, Herrera just to Triple A Reno. The D-backs also reinstated uh, Joe Mantiply. Oh, hell yeah, list. baby! Reinforcement. Option Kevin Ginkle to Triple A Reno. Interesting choice what? there. Interesting. Wow. The Diamondbacks also reinstated Kyle Lewis from the 10 day injured list and optioned him to Triple A Reno. Oh. So Kyle Lewis's Kyle Lewis rehab the, assignment just, is over, but he is staying in Triple A. Didn't for right he just now. have a dinger last night? 
I think he might have. Uh, yeah, honestly, his numbers, though, overall in AAA have not been relative to the PCL have not been what you would maybe hope for. Uh, I don't have a, a huge issue with the Diamondbacks uh, giving him some more time and Let's just kind go. of seeing how things how things pan out. I'm sure people will maybe be angry about, uh, you know, Kyle Lewis not being up here and a certain other Diamondbacks outfielder not being sent down. Man, fantastic. Um, but uh but yeah that's good. those are the, that's the good. those are the yeah. that's Carson the Kelly Carson Kelly welcome coming back. back welcome back Carson Kelly welcome back Joe well, Mantiply that's, I mean. well, that's what I was getting at earlier the team the team in the last 20 minutes has just gotten I would are like significantly better like I would say upgrading from Carson Kelly to or from Herrera to Carson Kelly is, I would, is a, I would say is so. a pretty marked improvement and then Joe Mantiply was your all-star last year like that the bullpen got better although like you're kind of saying the ginkle making that ginkle move is a lot of is really interesting that that um, that actually is really interesting and i mean i don't know people probably want to pay when to go down but let's be like like i was saying earlier people on this team kind of just keep doing things at the very moment that you're questioning them and P- paven keeps doing that like he sucks and then he hits a big home run and it's like okay i like it's kind of hard to keep to keep saying that he sucks like yeah at least saying it the yeah. paven homer saved him like it kind of feels like every time he gets close to being like why is this guy here? It's like, oh, there's a... You can't beat that problem. guy. He's unstoppable. <laughs> yeah. Date, dating back to the start of May, Kevin Ginkle has uh, 2.12 ERA. He's given up four earned runs in 12 games and yeah. 17 innings pitched. He has a pwning batting average of 219. So he's been very good for this team. It, this might just be one of those situations where the reason why it's Kevin Ginkle right now is options left. Yeah. And yeah. that's really that's what exactly it goes what down I think. to, right? Yeah, I think uh, Jose Ruiz, if I'm not mistaken, um, yeah, Jose Ruiz has no options. So the D-backs would have had to designate him for assignment and probably risk losing him. And he's been very um, good since coming over he's been pretty the good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, what does it say about the Diamondbacks' bullpen depth that they just optioned yeah. to Reno, a guy who, as you were just talking about, like over his last 15 games, Kevin Ginkle in 20 innings has a 1.80 ERA and the Diamondbacks just sent him down to AAA Reno. Uh, yeah, I mean, at the trade deadline, they're going to kind of have the same sort of issue where right. it's like, who exactly are you replacing right. in this bullpen? Yeah. It's not that they're all stars. It's not that they're all back-end relievers, but, but they're all pretty yeah, darn there's no, good. There's no and you don't want to give up a whole lot for yeah. some guy that's going to come in and give you similar production in the bullpen, that's right? Like, it feels like you want to give it up for an absolute lockdown closer or somebody that that absolutely is killing it this year and i don't know there's power that, that many want. guys yeah. out there like yeah um, maybe a power bat as as hazen talked yeah. about was too, it right? not june last year where carson kelly was like the best player in baseball carson kelly really, really good yeah. 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 yeah like and i would i'm being a little hyperbolic but it, like no, it was he, not he that was. hyperbolic like he was, he was hitting like 329 yeah he was stretch, backing think, out of his mind like that. At, yeah. at one point so hey i believe he got injured like that's kind of what happens to carson kelly is like something pops up when he's having a good run he doesn't like necessarily just go into a slump, but I'll take another big he's been from, injured from Carson Kelly way too much. I mean, so kind of well, there's your answer uh, to your question. So <laughs> we're not going to speculate. We're, we're really going to go out of the way and say Kevin Ginkle. There you, there you go. <laughs> good answer. What else we got over there, Damon? Uh, Brian Bobbitt asks, is Zach Gallon's struggles lately a cause for concern or just a minor blip that'll get around? We kind of addressed yeah. this earlier, but yeah, I think it's just a minor blip. I think that a lot of it is game planning. Like I said, I thought the Tigers just had a good game plan on him, and that's what's happening with Zach Gallon. Zach, that the the flip side of him getting getting national attention means that teams are going to be specifically game planning for Zach Gallon. And they're like trying to find a weakness against him. When you see a guy that doesn't give up a lot of walks, that is a guy that is throwing the ball in the strike zone a lot and usually getting ahead in the count early. 
And that's what Zach Gallon is doing, and that's what the Tigers basically jumped on, right? I mean, yeah. it's that yeah. kind of that simple. Like you said, there's also the the dip in velocity, so that made his fastball not exactly that intimidating or, or hard to see. Right. Yeah, I I do have some concerns here. I wouldn't say my concern level is zero. To me, it did not look like a really really good pitcher just having a bad day. It it sort of looked like man, Zach Gallon's just not right. His velo is down. Uh, he just, he wasn't really throwing anything but fastballs and curveballs yesterday, uh, which was really bizarre to me. He only threw a few cutters, only a few changeups. I think the changeup is really important for him to get guys off his fastball. Um, so yeah, I'm not super concerned at this point. Uh, but to me, it kind of looks like Zach Gallen in spring training and in his first couple starts of the year where in spring training, we were asking questions about, you know, his velocity being down. Uh, I was told uh, that Zach Gallon was dealing with a dead arm uh, in spring training, which is not something I heard until more recently. So, um, you know, hopefully he's fine. And this was just uh, pitching really early in the morning, uh, Arizona time. That's, and what, that's what Gabriel says. He said, Gallon is also young. I doubt he was in bed at 8 p.m. before his 8 a.m. start. <laughs> yeah. They were all clearly still asleep through the first innings. And it yes, could they be, were. Yeah, it could be that simple for sure. I, I don't want to overblow it, but it did look a little weird to me it wasn't like gallons throwing 94 and has all his pitches but stuff just isn't working it was like this is not really the zach gallon we're used to seeing yeah, but it's weird because you look at like all of the good nl pitchers from last year and like top five Cy young voters two of them i believe are on the injured list one of uh, the obviously yeah. the winner winner is sandy who his last start was good but has sucked this year and then you have zach gallon who hasn't been great like it's so true it's like everyone kind of is struggling and it just so happens to be the year where a lot of rules have changed and then this yeah. like you kind of mentioned this one game was at 8 a.m which is i don't just it's stupid 6 a.m here right it's the central time <laughs> yeah uh or no well you know what i mean it's 8 a.m here but um like when they had to start their days <laughs> like it's very very early that's uh, true so like uh, i yeah. mean i'm only gonna i'm i like i jesse said concern's not zero but it's also i'm not gonna say it's much this higher than like a, a little one or different. two yeah, it was kind of a weird timing. And the other thing I'll say to what you were just talking about with the rule changes is I think it's Baseball Prospectus was working on a little research story about uh, guys who are struggling and the fact that injuries have been up significantly for pitchers this year. And it does seem to be disproportionately affecting guys who were slow, guys mm -hmm. who work slowly. And Zach Gallon was one of those guys um, so it's not just the uh, guys are hurt. It's that some of those guys are just not performing particularly well. Corbin Burns is another one uh, who just hasn't really been himself this year. So I think it's possible that the rule changes have have some part to play in this. But also Zach Gallon was absolutely incredible like three weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, so I don't want to I don't want to be too dramatic. Well, yeah, that's part of what I'm getting at. Like you look at. Yeah. Like, we're kind of talking about a couple of performances from him. Where Meanwhile, like you look at everyone else on that list, he's still probably the best of the top five vote getters for the Cy Young last year. So it's yeah. Here's the all thing. right. Here's the thing. Zach Gallen, uh, you know, there there's a lot of factors, I think, that that came into this game. But to be honest, this was a Tigers team that had kind of gotten embarrassed by the Diamondbacks for two games consecutively. They were home, they were sleeping yeah. in their own beds. They had a lot of advantages in this game. And yeah, they jumped on Gallen early, but 
again, I'm not super concerned because it wasn't like Gallon needed to be pulled out in two innings. It's not like Gallon continued yeah, to struggle. Yeah. He just he like these he got rocked early. We would have and, killed and, to have these problems last year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and and, <laughs> and overall, he still, the game. <laughs> he still won the game, right? Right. Uh, Marcus, by the way, in the chat said, any updates whatsoever on Cole Solcer or Corbin Martin? None yet. Solcer's still on the 60-day IL. Corbin Martin will not be coming back this year. So that's pretty much. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. to not see either one of those guys this year, to be honest. But Cole Solcer could definitely be back this season at some point. I, I don't know don't, if the D-backs would have room for Cole That's Solcer what I'm saying. I don't point. know where he would factor in, <laughs> and I don't know what exactly the Diamondbacks are going to do with this roster, uh, which is not a terrible problem to have. Uh, let's get one more question on Mailbag Monday before we go to our commercial break here. Uh, kind of a silly thought, Ryan Simmons asks, uh, but does it even bother you how frequently the team's name is shortened to D-backs, even on their own jerseys? If designers are having trouble fitting the whole name onto the jersey, <laughs> is it time to consider changing to a shorter name? I I don't really like the D-backs that much, to be honest. The name, the D, I like Diamondbacks better. Jesse and I were talking about that. Don't really know, besides the A's, another team that yeah. like actually gets their name abbreviated the technically the Mets yeah because they're the they're the I mean are they really the Metropolitans they shorten their name like yeah. they were the Metropolitans yeah, yeah, did true. people actually say that I don't I don't back for, originally day, were they not the yes, Reds they, were the Red Stockings yeah, yeah, were that they too, not yeah, that too, yeah. it's true yeah so I don't, I don't know I mean I'm with you I kind of uh, again, some of the earlier designs that had the full Diamondbacks name on it, I used to like those. I didn't hate that. I kind of like the one that had the diamond and then backs kind of as a lower line underneath it. But I think he's right. I mean, yeah, I do think that to a degree, fitting it on the jersey is probably part of the problem. Uh, let's just go back to purple and teal and copper and call it a day, and it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, if you just put an A on it, yeah, you don't gotta worry a. about it. Just put the A. I, for someone the, who has an opinion on everything, I'm so wildly indifferent towards this. Um, I don't really know why I'm, I'm just like a big nickname guy, like a kind of like a, I always shorten things like this season. I was calling the Buffalo Sabres, the burrs, which is like not a thing anyone ever calls them. I yeah. just do that. And I also grew up like the Rochester Amer or Americans. They just aren't consistently referred to as the Amerks, one of my, which is crazy. It's a crazy abbreviation of Americans. Yeah. One of my, one of my best friends, Daryl, he pronounces the Arizona Cardinals as the Nalls. He refuses Nalls, to call them cards. No, nope, that's all. Yeah. That's why I like the, <laughs> we just have so such little patience for more than like one. Yeah. Commanders are either the commies yeah. or the Manders or the Mandos. Or, <laughs> See, I'm yeah. with Ben. Can we just make snakes the official short version? I like calling them the snakes. Yeah, I, I like that. that. I don't think we do that enough. I think that, that's definitely a way. Serpientes, great, great uh, city name. I like the City Connect name being a, different. I'm big on that. From a practical Serps. standpoint, it is Serps. a little annoying <laughs> because, like, uh, I don't know. Like, when I write an article, do I put Diamondbacks in the yeah. headline or yeah. D-backs? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's the problem with doing the full thing is it is a long-ass name. It like, is. It's a and, lot of letters. And we, and we did get a uh, media guide on how to... The, how to put it officially and there's only one way to write d-backs capital d, d capital d apostrophe backs okay, that's right. it that's I no i am very particular about that it's yeah, they are too apparently the apostrophe the makes me cringe like yeah. i just oh, so many people I they did that on the, the uh, on the peacock broadcast up in the corner at one point when they said oh, d-backs no. they had like a little apostrophe <laughs> d-backs oh i hate it oh it's yeah so that's the worst yeah. i would rather know punctuation there yes um well before we get on to some more Mailbag Monday questions, we do got to thank our friends at Mountain Mike's for always feeding us 
keeping our bellies full. And again, they have multiple locations here in the Valley and in Tucson. Uh, so make sure to check them out. If you get that diehard membership, you will get that $50 voucher upon signing up. So head over to mountainmikespizza.com or to their Mesa, Chandler, or Tucson locations to place your next order. And again, if you're a new diehard, get that $50 voucher upon signing up. They have gigantic pizzas that are one, one, one pizza will feed your entire crew. I, I assure you that they also have their lunch buffets at their locations, uh, which we enjoy very much. So make sure to check them out uh, all over the Valley. And before we get on to more mailbag Monday questions, we have to thank our friends at more furniture uh, for these chairs that we're sitting in. Very, I like this. I mean, we upgraded Sean, but we also upgraded upgrade. to studio a, and I feel like, you know, here we are, uh, sitting in the nice chairs and, uh, I, there's still not the recliners over there, but, uh, very much enjoying all the furniture that Moore has provided us with here. Of course, you should upgrade your living room or wherever you watch sports at most importantly over at morefurniture.com. Uh, say big on the best furniture in the Valley when you head to morefurniture.com. Uh, and don't forget to get their white glove delivery service, which is the only way to have your, uh, to have anything delivered to your house, to be honest. Uh, don't go anywhere anymore. Have everything delivered to your home through delivery services and make your life a better life. Uh, we do have more mailbag Monday questions and what do we have? And it's everybody's yelling at Daniel. So let's get to Daniel's question. What do we got? Daniel, uh, he wants to know is Chris versus Mark, AKA Don's bread, the greatest rivalry in sports. Uh, those are two of our, uh, biggest family members. I should say a love most beloved family members who just absolutely hate each other. And <laughs> we find it to be delightful. Uh, it might quite possibly be. This is the greatest rivalry potentially in PHNX uh, history. So I'm new here, so I don't have any real context for this. It's odd. It's um, odd. They 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 glare at each other at all of our takeover deep events. Deep down, though, they they actually like each other. You think so? I think so. I think Chris likes Mark, but I'm not sure about Mark liking Chris back. I think that seems sincere, but I could <laughs> be wrong. Uh, what else we got? Uh, next question comes from Ryan Hanley. Ryan asked, have, have either of you had a close call with a foul ball entering the press box? And secondly, what are the top three wagons? That great question. Uh, yes. <laughs> I think Jesse and I have both had close calls uh, with foul balls in the press box. But you've, never been, close. you've never been hit. Like uh, Never been hit. Like the, uh, uh, the, the Yankees, New York Yankees yeah. announcer got hit with a ball. Did it bounce right <laughs> he, off his head, and he just kept plugging along. I've, oh, I've never is. seen really anybody more it professional really in me. his life. It was it was a foul ball, and he's like a foul ball gets fouled back, and, he, and then it just it like hits the thing, and then it hits him in the head, yeah. and he's like, oh, it's oh, and then <laughs> the, it, it it really hit me. Yeah. I didn't think it was coming back that far. Right. <laughs> Jesse and I can attest to this. This is how every foul ball that comes into the press box actually is. So many of them, you just kind of like, uh-oh, wait, is it? I don't the know. The angle of it, too, it's makes it so, so hard to read. Yeah, it, it is because, like, especially with the Diamondbacks being a mid-level press box, right, you have the fact that it's the same level as the suites, and it has a fairly high net that goes up behind it. So not a lot. Yeah. Like, when I first started, before they changed the nets at Chase Field, way more way more foul balls came into the press box than they do now but they have to be going at this certain speed and this certain backspin like to get them to clear the net but then to make it into the press box so when they do they're like a goddamn ping pong yeah. ping pong ball once they get in there just right. bing, 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 all over the place like it's crazy how uh how unpredictable it is uh, i just don't want my laptop to get smashed by one that is like my yeah none of us none of fear. us care about hitting us it's just we about really, yeah, protecting your technology at i all will costs. sacrifice my own <laughs> face to save my laptop are you shitting me <laughs> 
I would let it hit me right in my Didn't forehead. Someone give you that laptop, Derek? They, yeah, he did. He did, and that's why <laughs> that's I feel like I should protect it at all costs because I can't that. afford a laptop like this, so I couldn't re- afford to replace it. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think that uh, that the, the we've we've had our fair share of calls, uh, close calls. Our friend Jack Summers was like this close to getting yeah. uh, hit by one this season. He took a picture of it next to his head. There's still uh, a baseball sized dent. Uh, yeah. in the wall like right behind us in the <laughs> second row that he's only like one seat next to me i wasn't there that day but that would have that would have probably spooked me a little bit too yeah yeah he's very close to jesse he's very close to jesse uh and he also asked best wagons red uh, flyer red flyer's got to be in there right top classic five, top yeah. five top three g wagons pretty is for sure up g wagon yeah uh what about the oklahoma wagon that covered they, like a covered oh, yeah. wagon the oakland athletics no, they True. are no, no. <laughs> the hottest team in no, baseball. We're not doing that. Uh, uh, I, love, of I love how the Ace have won five in a row, and they're five and five in their last ten. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> still the hottest team in baseball. Um, but I think we all know the biggest wagon, a Subaru Outback. I was I was going to talk about no, the Arizona. Oh, that, is a, that is a all wagon, right, isn't right, it? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Nicholas went station Good horse drawn Chuck. All right. Yeah, that's a good that's a good top three. I like that. Uh, we're giving other PHNX rivalries: Craig Morgan versus Ketchup. I saw me versus Toe well, Tree. I mean, I have plenty of. I don't know if I have rivalries with anyone here. Me versus the Antonellis. Me Ant- versus, you the, versus the Antonellis. The Stanford is Tree. Get a shut down. Me versus Gary Sanchez. You have a problem with the Stanford Tree? Me versus the Stanford. Oh boy, oh boy, do I have a problem? With Let's. The Stanford not, we don't have time for this. Yeah, we don't. Right unpack that. We don't. Uh, <laughs> Leah versus Fake Maple Syrup. All right, we got a lot to. We got a lot. We got a lot of catching up to do on some of these rivalries. Uh, what else we got, Damon? Uh, Jacob asks, how much longer can they hold on to Pavin? Fletch makes better contact, better speed, better defense. Would be a great leadoff hitter in front of Cattell Corbin. He makes more sense for this team. Yeah, mm. I, I don't know. At times, I think, like, I almost feel like they're trying to get as much out of Pavin for a period of time <laughs> as possible, knowing that this is a long season and they, they, they're they just going to need bodies as the season goes on. I don't mean that in a callous way. I just mean, like, Pavin has had some big hits for them yeah. right now, so he's not a liability. And he's been, you know, stepping up for them at times. So uh, it, it just makes it easier for at least the time being to let the younger guy continue to work on stuff and get better. And then maybe maybe call him up when when they need that a, a fresh body in like August. And I mean, yeah, like you said, he's not hurting them. I don't know. Is this like could it be a, a like a service time thing? Like is there like if there's not a point if like if Pavin is not hurting you and he is getting some big hits, what's the point of of burning Time with Fletcher. I don't know if that really applies to the situation. Not, no, real, not really. So. Not right I don't now, think because they've already called yeah. him up, right? Oh, so that's. I mean, yeah, Fletch is not going to get a full year of service time this year unless he wins the Rookie of the Year award. Uh, which at this at this hey, point, we seems already like... got another guy to handling <laughs> that, so that's fine. We're fine with that. I do think, uh, yeah. I mean, he he definitely has not been. Um, He's not been a liability, and he has had some really big hits. But I think there is also some truth to what a lot of people are saying, and that Pavin Smith has negative .4 WAR, um, according to Fangraphs this season. He's hitting two oh nine. He's slugging three eighty five. Like these are not these are not tenable numbers for a guy who only plays first base and right field, right? Like this is just not a good team. Uh, good teams generally don't have guys who put up those offensive numbers and don't play, and don't play a premium position. So it's maybe feels like the diamondbacks are getting to 
I don't know. It's been a few years with Pavin now. This is his fourth season in the league. The Diamondbacks might be getting somewhat close to a point of of moving on from Pavin Smith in some sense, and they're kind of just trying to make sure that they try everything uh, before before potentially making that decision. Uh, he does have a really high walk rate, and he doesn't strike out very much, so there are some positives there. Uh, he has underperformed a little bit according to some of the StatCast numbers, but in the long term, I definitely understand the question. And uh, even though I think Dominic Fletcher was uh, not quite as good as his numbers suggest uh, before he was sent down, just based on what he provides you defensively, I mean, he, I think he's a more well-rounded player at this point. All right, what else we got, Damon? Next question comes from Rick. Rick asks, once healthy and playing, does Carson Jelly? <laughs> We're calling him Carson Jelly. All Carson, Carson Jelly is amazing. Uh, does he become D-back's best trade ship? A bunch of teams that are in sell mode have weaknesses as a catcher, and I don't, I don't know if that's wrong, but I, I just think that the Diamondbacks are still going to need two yeah, catchers as the season yeah. go on. Jose Herrera really isn't going anywhere. We kind of, I, I brought up the possibility of Jose Herrera being a bit. Uh, a bit available, you know, or, or possibly on the table for for a trade chip due to the fact that the Diamondbacks were getting Carson Kelly back. But like Jesse said, they still need him in Reno, yeah. and they're still not very deep at catchers. So it's not like no. if Especially something should about happen. A guy who's coming back from injury and kind of keeps getting injured. Like yeah, it's not like Carson I mean, Kelly has been a a a picture of pure of of health. perfect fitness. Yeah, like, right? No, absolutely yeah. not. Carson has been injured quite a bit. And the Diamondbacks are always going. They're never going to carry three again like they did at one point, which was just ridiculous. But uh, they <laughs> they will, I mean, always need to carry two catchers. And I don't feel like Lavallo is the kind of guy that's ever going to go with a catcher. Like, he's, yeah. he's always going to split time between guys. And with Kelly, he's going to give Kelly a lot of time now with Kelly being back. I feel like he might yeah. ease him into the role a bit. But once we get into July, we're going to see probably a heavy dose of Kelly over Moreno for a period of time just to give Moreno that break. Yeah, honestly, I, I just don't see the D-backs doing that. It is interesting. I mean, we we suspected the D-backs might move on from Carson Kelly right when the trade uh, first happened to bring in Gabby Moreno uh, because Carson Kelly is a pretty solid catcher defensively, and he's had some, some really good times offensively as well. Uh, I think he could be like the primary catcher somewhere. I think he's good enough to do that. But yeah, the D-backs, I think they really like the thought of having both Moreno and Kelly uh, they also have played Moreno to this point in the season more than I think they really wanted to. Oh, yeah. Uh, he has oh, not yeah. caught more than about 70 games in a, in a season in his professional career yet. And you don't want to have him catch 120. Uh, yeah. You don't want to increase it that much. Right. So I do think it will be a balance between those two guys. We'll get to talk with Tori more today about how that what that balance is exactly going to look like. But I think Kelly has too big of a role you're with the D-backs for them to make that move. Jesse's probably bouncing off the walls. It's past 2 o'clock. He needs to get going to go talk to <laughs> talk to Lavolo and everybody over there. But, no, I I, I agree with that. And I think uh, Moreno, that, that's the one interesting part about this, about this team, about this starting lineup, is there are a lot of young guys that are playing extremely well that I'm sure the Diamondbacks would have liked to not – you know, play as often, but due to the way this team is performing and due to the way they specifically are playing, some of these guys are seeing way more time than I'm sure that they wanted to, but they, they, they still have to balance that. They still have to balance not overplaying young guys and still worrying about their progression yeah. to being full-time major league players when they're still in their first year or first, you know, two seasons of, of playing baseball. Uh, what else we got, Damon? 
Next question comes from Don's Bread, and Don's Bread asks, who do you think <laughs> is the best settlers of Catan player in the clubhouse? I've Zach Gallon. I've never played it. Zach Gallon. You've never played Catan? So, no, and I don't Catan really know is like a game wow. where you have to, it's kind of like a video, it's more of a video game, okay. like <laughs> setup, where you would you build a settlement and then you have to like expand your settlement, okay. trade. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I don't have like any that, right? like, uh, opposition to it i would love it's, to no, i just don't a, have any friends yeah no i get you or friends that want to play board games like that's uh, no i just don't have any friends no that oh i'll be your friend Sean. <laughs> what you, yeah what i'm obsessed with for? Guitar. Fuck, i would trade so. it for you because we wanted to be friends with you oh, you oh jesse, yeah, next oh, jesse likes guitar? me as the kind of guy that's played katana let's go to let's go to oh yeah oh oh i forgot you guys yeah neither of you were here when we discussed this on the show when danielle cortez filled in a couple of weeks ago we discussed favorite board games and i talked at length about my extensive history with Settlers of Catan. Let's go. And the fact play. that I can beat just about anyone let's, at that game. Oh, let's go to Snakes and Lattes. See, I don't um, believe anything you say anymore after watching your ping pong performance, but I want you to answer this question there. since you're an expert in the category. Who do you think in the clubhouse would uh -huh. be the best Settlers of Catan player? I mean, there are, there's some some they, serious chess action are happening some, in the clubhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Josh, Josh Rojas plays chess all the time. Oh, and Rojas, he's never played McCarthy. chess before, he said. He I would love to play Rojas I'm I'm uh, just you know, little humble brag. I Prodigy. I uh, I played. I was on the chess team in high school. Oh, uh, you more I, than dabble. I have a chess trophy nice. uh, somewhere at my you have a house. Chess trophy, and everyone knows how competitive the yeah. Buffalo chess market is. Yeah. Yeah. Buffalo, never, Buffalo never high school chess. Me. Buffalo high school chess is like Texas high school football. It's just <laughs> wow. It's different out it's there. Different out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's on a different level. Uh, do we have one more question? I know I usually give Don's bread the last question, but I think we had one question from Instagram. Did we not? Uh, yes, Clinton. Uh, welcome, Clinton. He says this one is for the boys at the D-backs booth. D-backs fan living in Kentucky. Howdy to you out there. I, did I say howdy? That nice. Probably, yes. probably shouldn't say howdy. I don't think howdy right? plays in, in Kentucky. Kentucky, <laughs> they just probably say hello like normal nah, it, it folks. It plays. It okay. plays. That's right. a Texas thing. Uh, I says, say howdy all the time. Says, You're from Texas. I'd oh, yeah, like to too. hear y'all's opinion <laughs> on the new schedule and how much it has benefited the D-backs this year. The worst part about being part of the NL West is the historical pitching we've always had. Anyway, love y'all show. Listen every night. Go D-backs. Well, we love you. Thank you for listening. Uh, and yeah, let's talk about that schedule because honestly, the Diamondbacks, we, we talked about how hard the Diamondbacks schedule was out yeah. of the gate, right? So that was one thing that we were impressed by their ability to be a good baseball team during a time of the schedule where statistically speaking, they had the toughest schedule in baseball for one stretch, right? For a period yeah. there in April. Uh, and so like, I don't, I don't know, like we knew that if they could get through April, we hoped that they could just kind of keep their head above water a bit and and get through April because we knew once May and June came along, it's not it's not just you can't just assume that they're wins, but we knew the schedule got a lot easier. And I do think a, little, a big part of that schedule being easier is the fact that they have to play the top teams in their own division less this year. And they get to see some of the other teams in baseball that are weaker teams. I mean, let's be honest, they get to play. They, they don't have to pay to play tough teams as often and they do get to get some of those uh, cellar dwellers now versus the opportunities that they wouldn't have got in previous seasons, right? Yeah. I mean, I, this schedule change, just as a baseball fan, is one of my favorite things that I've, like, major change that I've seen a sports it's really it's make. So yeah. great. It's really good. Um, and, it, I mean, it's also encouraging for me. Like, I know we're talking about it. Like, oh, they've gotten – they've it's made their lives easier. But, like, 
Also, like not like the Padres have been like a very terrible, really outside anyone outside of the Dodgers have been like a really terrifying team. Very so it's true. hard to say that it, sure. the record would necessarily look that much different, if not maybe even better potentially. But obviously, the big one, say that, the yeah. big one is the Dodgers, right? Like yeah. getting to avoid the dot having to play the Dodgers as much, even though the Dodgers are not even they've obviously been dealing with injuries, not the team that they have been necessarily the last couple of years. It's still the Los Angeles Dodgers. Playing the Los Angeles Dodgers as much as you have to play them, especially at home when it basically becomes a Dodgers home game like that in and of itself, I'm sure, is discouraging for players. So not having to deal with just the, everything that comes with playing the Dodgers as much. Yeah. I think that alone makes it a lot better for this team. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it it's not as big of a difference as maybe we expected it to be just because the NL West is not what we expected it to be uh, in a lot of ways. Even even the Dodgers have have walked through. Uh, their share of trials this season are walking through a pretty tough stretch right now without multiple starting pitchers in their rotation. Uh, the D-backs have played a pretty easy schedule recently. I don't necessarily attribute it to to that so much. Uh, it's just kind of the, the way things worked out. Like you said earlier, Derek, the D-backs started out with a really tough schedule. And then uh, lately it's been the Nats and the A's and the Tigers. And, um, oh, my. And and give, uh, me. <laughs> give me those. Teams. And but I mean, it, it kind of changes this week a little bit. Uh, this Phillies team, if you look at their record, you're not well. uh, you're not scared of them. But they've played really good baseball recently. Yeah. Trey yeah. Turner is really heating up. Took two against um, the Dodgers, correct? Yeah, I believe so. And and the D backs are getting both uh, Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola uh, in this series. And no uh, Zach Gallon. In that and no series. Zach Gallon. So this is this is uh, this is a different series that the D backs are about to play than what they've gone through over the last few weeks. Even that Brave series. If I'm not mistaken, the D-backs had both yeah. Gallon and Kelly yeah, pitch yeah. in that series. That's not happening here in a four-game set with a very hot Phillies team. Yeah, And honestly, the Diamondbacks, they, they do have a tough test, but we've seen that the team has been stepping up in, in other ways. But uh, yeah, I think that this is one of the remaining teams in the month that, that are still a tough kind of tough battle against. They still have the Rays at the end of the month. Uh, but I mean, again, this, there's still a lot of winnable series this month. The Diamondbacks are still going to lose at times. And that's the one thing to keep in mind. I know a lot of people were losing their minds over Zach Gallon's outing on Sunday. I, I saw your tweets. I read them. Uh, you know, sometimes you just got to wait until an entire baseball game is, is played, uh, before you freak out this team. We have very quickly just adjusted to the fact that they're a good team and we almost expect them now to win every game, especially games against <laughs> weaker opponents, right? Like they're still going to lose some of these series. There's still going to be games like the game on Sunday where the Tigers sneak up on someone like Zach Gallon and, and, and maybe the Diamondbacks aren't able to come back in those games. But I'll tell you, man, the confidence level on this team has to be at an all time high. They have to be feeling it in the clubhouse. And that again, that mindset that Tori Lovolo talked about a few years ago, where you come into the clubhouse and you hope you don't lose versus coming into the clubhouse and knowing you're going to win is is worlds apart. And right now, I feel like the Diamondbacks come into the clubhouse every day knowing that they're going to win. Yeah. Uh, but 40 and 25. 40 and 25. They're 40 and 25. They are 15 games above 500. I don't even understand how that's possible. But speaking of winning, you can win at Circle K because, of course, your local Circle K has the best coffee, beer, and snack selection, premium gas, and also gas entertainment uh you can stock up at circle k america's thirst stop uh don't forget to get yourself a polar pop or i will be very mad at you uh, you can also get yourself iced coffee for just $1.89 12 packs of beer for just 9.99 
and energy drinks like Red Bulls for three for $8 and Monsters three for six. Make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff right now. Text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on 32 ounce Polar Pops. Do it right now. Do it right now. I'll wait. I'm going to wait. Go do it. 31310. doesn't take that long. Uh, head to circlek.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's near you. Derek, there's one person who didn't do it. I think do we, it we have now. to wait. We have to wait okay. maybe five more seconds. All right. Now they did it. Now they, they did, did it. it. All right. Good. Good. Uh, while you're at Circle K, don't forget to also get our friends Four Peaks. Get four wonderful beer uh, at Circle K. You can get Four Peaks. <sighs> you can also get Four Peaks wherever you get your beer. Uh, and they are the official craft beer of our Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, get that rattle on red ale so you can have it for celebratory uh, drinking purposes after these wins. Uh, it is smooth as Carol's swing. They asked me to say that. So <laughs> I had to because that's uh, they also said it's toasty as gallons fastball. They're getting they're getting good well, with these ads. Toastier. So. Toastier, toastier than his fastball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if you're at Chase Field, make sure to check out the Four Peaks Draft Room. Uh, as many of our uh, listeners and uh, as people that have attended our takeover event can attest to, it's a great place to watch a game from. So if you get a ticket, get in the stadium, even if it's a bad seat or you got somebody that's like eight feet tall, like Fodge sitting in front of you, you can go down to the Four Peaks Draft Room and get a great view of the game from there. <laughs> uh, check out the events page in our show notes to find dates and tickets for our takeover events as well. Fodge is flipping me off. So again, see, like if he was doing that in front of me at a baseball game, I wouldn't be able to I don't see understand. The I don't understand how someone's getting be tall and then get hurt when you say that they're tall. Yeah. Oh, he lords his tallness <laughs> over us all the time. <laughs> Sorry you're tall. Anyway. Uh Oh, God, here it comes. Oh, no, uh, no, we don't have time for this. We don't have time got, for this. Yeah, we can't show, argue with you. Out. we got to tell people about Four Peaks for Teachers. Uh, go to fourpeaksforteachers.org to d- nominate, donate, or reserve your kit. Uh, give your favorite teacher that blessing that they deserve and nominate them for an award. Nominations are due June 30th. Uh, teachers that are listening, you can get uh, come over and, and get taken care of on Tuesdays at the 8th Street Pub. Uh, every Tuesday through July, bring a valid teacher ID and receive $4 pints. Kilt Lifter, Wow, Hazy, and Hop Knot. And those are all the best beers. Uh, so check out at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy. And please drink responsibly. Well, we thank you guys for sticking with us for this marathon episode. We appreciate your Mailbag Monday questions, and we appreciate you as always. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Cap underscore Caveman with a K. Sean is at Sean underscore DePause. Jesse is at Jesse N. Friedman. Uh, Damon is at Damon Dog with a little D-A-W-G and a little at the end. Of course, our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs, but all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh-oh. I tried to steal the this back earlier today because Shane isn't in the office, and Saul's, Saul's such a jerk. He just wouldn't let me steal it. <laughs> no, Wait, no. that's mine, right? <laughs> that's, that's Shane. Give it to Jesse. I mean, Jesse. You got to give it to Jesse. He's the acting mayor. Oh, man. But anyway. Uh, we appreciate you guys joining us. And of course, on behalf of this entire crew, uh, we thank you for your time. Remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when Corbin Carroll is on your baseball team.